0: The mountains were where you hide. Know how far I'd scale the valleys if you grace the other side. Know how long have I chased rivers from lowly seas to where they rise against the rush of grace descending. From the source of its supply Cause in the highlands and the heartache You're neither more nor less inclined I would search and stop at nothing You're just not that hard to find Song, and where my feet are. So I will praise you when the values are the same. No less god within the shadow. Rest on the sunrise to where you sweep the cinders past And oh how fast would you come running If just to shadow me through the night Trace my steps through all my failure And walk me out the other side For who could dare ascend the mountain That valid hill called Calvary But for the one I call Good Shepherd Who like a lamb was slain for me Oh, I will praise you on the mountain well, I will praise you in the mountains in my way. You're the summit where my feet are. So I will praise you in the valleys all the same. No less God within the shadow. No less faithful in the night leads me astray You're the heaven where my heart
1: is.
0: in the i A mighty river flowing upward from a deep but empty grave Praise you and the values are the same No less a God within the shadow
2: Good morning. It's uh, good to be with you. My name is Jeff Fuller, pastor at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, hopeforvermont.org. And uh, before we begin, I wanted to open with a song that we've heard before Dave and Bethany Club leading us in Still. Again, my name is Jeff Fuller, pastor at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, hopeforvermont.org. Psalm
3: 46. God is our refuge and strength an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the City of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Be still and know that He is God.
1: the oceans rise and thunders roar. I will soar with you
2: And amen, we say thank you again to Dave and Bethany Club for leading us once more in that song, Be Still. My name, Jeff Fuller, pastor at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, website, hopeforvermont.org. The call to worship this morning, it is going to be Ephesians 3, 14 through 21 from the New Living Translation. And behind me, you can see it's going to be read by Adam McCutcheon, our intern. And so uh, I'll stop referring to you as intern Adam, but won't you lead us in Ephesians 3, 14, through 21.
4: When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, through all generations, forever and ever. Amen.
2: Amen. Thank you, Adam, for uh, reading that to us. The Call to Worship, Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. As we continue this morning, we just want to uh, remind you to pull out your mobile devices. You can bring those to the in-person service at Crossbrook Middle School. Like, subscribe, share, subscribe to the Living Hope Wesleyan Church YouTube channel. The church Facebook page is the same as Twitter, at hope for vermont And then my personal favorite is Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, the podcast at Living Hope Wesleyan, which is the same as the Instagram handle, as well. But as we continue, we just want to uh, thank you for joining us and being a part. It's going to be a very special Sunday at the in person today at Crossbrook Brook Middle School. Not only do you get to meet and get to know Adam McCutcheon a little bit better, he is single ladies. Okay, bad joke. Sorry about that. But um, the McHughes are going to be leading us in worship, as well as Josh and Leah Mugford have announced that they are going to be moving to Michigan, where Leah's from. And we just want to celebrate them with cake and uh, just give hugs and just just share uh, what they've meant to us at Living Hope Wesleyan Church and just be so grateful for uh, God lending them to us for the time that they have. So uh, if you can, maybe you weren't planning on it, maybe you can't make the service at 9 but you can join us after at ten fifteen for cake and uh, celebratory uh, things so we invite you to join us um, this morning at Crossbrook Brook to celebrate Josh and Leah Mugford of course Laura Andrew and Benjamin we love those kids as well this morning, we will have kids' packs available. They do have a small snag coloring pages in those. We're trying to develop the family ministry. And as you would like to volunteer, get involved, please contact me, pastor at hopeforvermont.org. Pastor at hope for, F-O-R, Vermont spelled out, dot org. For connection cards, just email me your... Um, address or text me your email address so we can keep you up to date on everything that's taking place this summer. going to be a busy calendar year, uh, but we want to see you engaged and involved and feeling as though you have something to add because God created you with a purpose, and we are so excited for that purpose just to show itself through the life of our local church. Free Coffee Tuesday, 7 and 9 a.m. at the chapel campus. I'm glad Adam's going to be keeping me company. We did have someone stop in this past week. That was a tremendous encouragement for me, actually. He goes to church in Rutland. He was driving by. He turned around and came back because he wanted to get a free cup of coffee and just hear a little bit about our church. And so uh, Free Coffee Tuesday, that's 7 and 9 a.m. right here at the chapel campus. And then... You should be receiving a postcard and RSVP to Adam. His email is on that postcard. But we have an all-family campfire with s'mores this Friday at 6 p.m. at the chapel. That's going to be out back at our fire pit. We're going to have long games set up. Hopefully you can join as well. But please, RSVP with Adam McCutcheon. As we continue, uh, the memory verse for this month, as we continue in May, is from the book of Acts, Acts 1-8. Acts 1-8, this is from the New Living Translation. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. Again, this is Jesus speaking. It's not myself, Pastor Jeff. This is telling people about Jesus everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Let's read together. Read aloud if you would like to. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people everywhere about me. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth of the earth. What a tremendous reminder and encouraging memory verse this month. We do welcome Pat and Allison McHugh at the nine o'clock in person as they're going to be leading us into worship by the playing and singing of live music, so we are excited about that. But right now Adam's just going to share a little bit more about himself and uh, we encourage you to get to know him and thank you for joining us this morning, HopeForVermont.org.
4: Hello good morning everyone Uh, i'm adam mccutcheon as jeff said i live in long lake new york i'm 21 years old and i was born in nova scotia i grew up loving to juggle run bike swim and do anything else outdoors i love movies and i'm excited to learn about god and see how he's working in living hope wesleyan church i'm passionate about knowing people i'm excited to get to know you guys i love experiencing people grow in christ through his love and what he did on the cross um, the past three days, I've been interning with Jeff in his basement. Yesterday, we drove over Smuggler's Notch. Jeff's dog, Bailey, and his cat, Summer, are welcoming me and sometimes eating my food and sitting in my lap. We went to the spa the other day and sat in the hot tub, and that was great. We went to support the community yesterday at the girls' basketball game, and I got to watch Jeff make some threes. This is an awesome community, and I love being here so far. Well, I'm here, I hope to get to learn about myself, about pastoring and God, and uh, say, stay in the hot tub a little bit more. I've been studying theology at Houghton College, and this is part of my education. Even though I have to do this, I'm very excited to learn and see how God is working in this community. And uh, thank you for having me.
2: Adam, thank you so much, but you kind of skipped over juggling. Uh, explain to me, do you like juggling Balloons, or do you juggle jackknives, chainsaws? What's your favorite thing to juggle?
4: I like juggling the uh, the bowling pins.
2: Very good. That's
4: fun. We'll have to get some. We'll regular regular balls too.
2: Good work, and uh, thanks, Adam. And uh, we do we look forward to having Adam with us for the next few weeks, and you can meet him once more at the in person uh, worship gathering. As we go into our prayer time, uh, there's several requests that uh, we have, and. We know that uh, sometimes these burdens weigh us down. And there's things that we celebrate, and we want to celebrate with others, but sometimes we feel bad that we are experiencing such great joy when others are going through different trials. But thankfully, God tells us to rejoice with those that rejoice and mourn with those that mourn. And as you have prayer requests, you can type those into the comment section. You can email me. You can let Stacy know who uh, facilitates the email prayer chain. Just let us know how we can be there for one another because it's so important to say that you are in good company, not just you are not alone. So you're in good company. Misery loves company. But we love Jesus and we thank you for his love for us. But let's pray. Jesus, we thank you so much that you care about each and everything that we're going through. We thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness. We thank you that you have a plan for our lives. And even though we question and we wonder and we even wander, You are there, that your Holy Spirit is wooing us and compelling us back to the good things, the right things that we might live righteously. Father, later today as we celebrate the Mugfords, we just pray that you would continue to open the doors for them, to bless them, to encourage them, to let them be used of you in many ways as they've already been here. Father, we thank you that we've had this time with them and we continue to lift them up. Father, we do pray for those that are preparing for memorial services, for funeral services, that are reengaging in that hurt, that loss, that mourning of losing a loved one or a close friend. Father, we pray for those that are experiencing transition, whether it's in a job or a relationship, whatever the case might be, we thank you that we can call on your name and say, oh God, we need your help, and immediately following, saying thank you for hearing our prayer and leading us through the darkest valley so jesus we celebrate with you because you are good and you have called us to this so father we thank you and it's in your name we pray amen well amen and uh thank you again for being a part of living hope wesleyan church we thank you so much for your continued giving through tithes and offerings whether well, on the website, the uh, hopeforvermont.org uh, be generous tab, or mailing checks to the chapel's campus, obviously in person, whether it's a life group or the 9 a.m. worship service at Crossbrook Brook Middle School, we just thank you so much for your partnership. It allows us to reach out to others in need. It helps us to actually uh, pay Adam a little something during his time here. It helps us be effective in our community saying that God is real and because he's real we can help others and so we thank you for your partnership and help in those in those things. Well as we do continue I look back at last week's sermon. Last week's sermon was by Faith. The faith chapter is Hebrews eleven. Hebrews eleven one, the New Living Translation says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. In the King James Version, maybe you memorized it this way or heard your grandmother share it this way, or at vacation Bible school. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, substance, the evidence of things not yet seen, the English Standard Version. Now, faith is the assurance, assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, and with the NIV. Now, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Faith is the reality. It's a substance. It's the assurance. It's the confidence that we have And knowing that Jesus has a plan, that he is not only the creator, he's not only closer than a brother, but he is the one that knows us, that created us, that knew us before we were even born, the one where we have great confidence that though we can't see, we live by faith. What is the opposite of faith? No, it is not doubt. The opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is sight. It's what we see. It's what we, we what makes sense in our own mind. The opposite of faith is like, well, my experience says this, or just witnessing this says this other thing, but faith is, I don't see it, but I have a confidence, I have an assurance that God knows what he's doing, that he loves me that much, that he will not leave me in this place. And sometimes it's painful to get out of that situation because you have to relearn by unlearning what you've always thought was right in relearning what is right. By faith, we have this confidence. We have this reality. We have this assurance, this substance of who Jesus is, that he has a plan for our lives. So by faith, we live in a direction. We do not judge ourselves based on, well, I intend to do better. I intend to do the right thing. One day, I will start dieting. One day, I will start running. One day, not by our attentions, and it's not just by on one action, it's not well I worked out once a week or I went to church uh, once a week. That would be very similar to saying well I filled my vehicle with gas last year. If you only fill up once a year what is going to happen? It's not based on that one-time action but it's a continual ongoing direction or obedience following after Jesus. Let's not base ourselves on what we intend to do, not base our actions, our relationship with Jesus, our identity with him on what we've done one time or a few times, but what's a continual direction? Are we moving forward towards Jesus in obedience of him? Because John 14, 6 says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Jesus said he's the way, he's the truth, he's the life. We need to follow the way, then we can experience the truth, and then we can live the life. We need to build on these things. As I mentioned last week, perhaps you missed it. You can always find us on Apple Apple iTunes or Google Podcasts at Living Hope Wesleyan. Go back and listen to that follow the way to experience the truth to live the life let jesus build into you and then we can say like hebrews 11 8 records about abraham by faith abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive an inheritance, and he went out, not knowing where he was going. He obeyed Jesus, living by faith, not having all the details, not knowing the next steps, but knowing that he was alive in Christ, and Jesus was alive in him, so he could obey and move forward and take that next step. (coughs) It's probably painfully obvious that we are going to miss the Mugfords, that we personally love the mug furs that uh, Andrew is such a joy when he comes walking up and gives me a hug and he wants me to throw him or catch him off the stage. I don't throw him off the stage. He jumps off the stage and I catch him to clarify for those watching, but by faith they have made a decision by faith we as a church are excited for them by faith we understand who god is what he's done we are thankful and grateful and though at the in person i might get emotional hopefully not too much but i am so excited for the time that they've been able to spend with us invest into us The time that they have spent into the youth ministry, Leah with the music ministry, Josh on the board, Josh with his wisdom, the family just investing joy into us over and over and over. What a great reminder of what it means to be the church where you introduce yourself, you intersect the culture, the society, the community, then you invite, you get to know one another, and then you engage them in deep personal relationships. This is where we can make time to build relationships into trusted friendship, make time to build relationships into trusted friendship. And I think, well, perhaps it is the reason why I'm not teary-eyed this morning, they're moving to Michigan. My son's in Michigan. My wife's family's in Michigan. My daughter's going to college in Michigan. We will see them again. This is not goodbye. This is, we're going to see you in a few weeks. And for all of those wondering that have asked me, are you guys moving to Michigan too? Not right now. Not that I know of. But I do have a great hope that we are going to see the Mugfords again. And to over-spiritualize as pastors do, we are going to see What another, again, by faith? Hebrews 12, surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. What legacy are we leaving? What is our impact on people? Are we letting people know how much we care about him and that we will see them once again? Well, let's get into the text. We're already into it. Uh, Matthew 25 14 through 21 a familiar passage yes very much associated directed towards uh, the benefit of the Mugfords again the kingdom of God is like this he illustrated by telling a story of a man going on a long trip he called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. he's like hey I'm the boss This is my investments. This is what I want you to do. I want you to invest my investments. It's not just money. Too often we just look at money. Now, God does want us to tithe. He commands us to give to the local church. It is something that teaches us about our dependence on Jesus. It's not about the amount of money, but it's the dependence on Jesus. Do we care about what he gives us so we can acknowledge and give back to him, so he can use. So that's what it is. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. Now, right away, you could be offended as I've preached this passage of scripture before. I would be like, wait, why do I only get one? Why did he get two? Uh, My mom tells a story that when we used to eat dinner, uh, when she would portion out our food when we were younger, there was one of us, it was probably my brother, it was always my brother, I say that tongue in cheek, that would say, hey, they got more than me, they got more than me. And why is it that we're in a constant state of comparison? We want what somebody else has instead of acknowledging that God created us with our own talents, with a specific purpose. I spoke with a friend the other day just about basketball. <clears throat> And we're saying how some uh, athletes want to do it all. And that's not bad. But I spoke to a college coach, as I was telling my friend, and he was saying it's so frustrating that I have the best rebounder in the entire conference, the best rebounder in the entire conference. But this is college, but he wants to become a three point threat. So instead of just rebounding and being the best rebounder in the conference, he's diluting his game because he's at that age where he just needs to focus on the one thing. He's not going to play professionally. This is what benefits the team. This is what's going to help. This is his gift set, if you will. But sometimes we want to take the best thing that God created us for and dilute it because, well, it doesn't look like someone else. Let's be content in understanding that God created us a masterpiece. Our identity is known by him, that he loves us so much that we can grow, but he's not going to change us into something different. He's going to love us and just reveal to us everything that is in us to take deep roots, deep roots. Well, he then left on his trip, the parable says, the story with the point Jesus is telling. Verse 16 of Matthew 25, we find these words. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. Multiplication is better than adding. He did not invest five and, hey, he got one more, but he doubled his money, doubled his investment. Multiplication is greater than adding. What if, well, let's go to the second The servant with two bags of silver, he also went out to work and earned two more. What if God said, I want you to invest in one person this year, to pray for them, to fast uh, for them, to pray with them, to live life together, to mentor, to invest. And then over time, we see that individual either become a Christian or become a disciple, a follower of Jesus, one that loves him. And then next year, you find someone else so you are learning from and you're investing in. You're learning from and you're investing in. And so are they. And that two becomes four, and four becomes eight, 16, 32, 64. Then my math gets fuzzy. I think it's like 128, and then after that, I'm really lost. But what if we began to look at multiplying what Jesus has done in us, in others, for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of their soul, that they would know who Jesus is? Or we could be like the servant who received the one bag of silver, and he dug a hole in the ground, and he hid the master's money. I've met a guy, Mark King, he's down in Florida. He does the Florida Basketball League, and he has a uh, slogan that says, Team No Shovels, Team No Shovels. Christian guy running this basketball league in Florida, Team No Shovels. He's like, no shovels. We are not digging any holes to put our master's money but we are going to invest it we are going to live it we are going to let people see that god cares about us that he loves us because multiplying is greater than adding multiplying the gifts that god has given us you might be jealous that somebody has a five gift set i know baseball there's five tool players i have no idea what that means i think it's like they're fast and they're strong and they have good eyesight something like that but um As we look, we're just trying to figure out, uh, what can I do? What do I have? How can we be used of God? After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. Hey, I just, I'm so excited to get back. It's interesting, and you could draw many conclusions, but in this parable, as you do a little bit of research, sometimes it is stated, sometimes it isn't. He might have come back all anxious and worried. What did you do with my money? Real intense, real forceful. What did you do? I want to see an investment, a return on my investment. I want to see, or he could be, hey, I just want to check in. How'd it go? I'm excited. I entrusted you. You have the talents. You have the gifts. How'd it go? Let me know. And aren't those the people we like to work for? Isn't Jesus that type of person that continually wants to make us blessed? Blessed are the Beatitudes. He comes to us not saying, I'm shaking my fist. What did you do? But he's saying, I am so proud of you. I gave you what you could handle. I know that you could accomplish something. Well, the account comes this way in verse 20. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. I've multiplied. I've doubled your money. This is exciting, not just for you, but for me too, that you entrusted me. And man, I was a little bit nervous, but I know the gift set that you created me. I know the purpose that you have for my life. So I just went all in. I jumped in with both I'm all about you, Jesus. And look what happened. Then the master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together this small amount. Isn't it interesting? It was to me how the master says you've been given this small amount, but he was given the most of the three servants. You've been given this small amount but you have been faithful. I want to read from the Amplified Version of the Bible. It kind of does its own uh, commentary in it. It says, His master said to him, Well done, you upright, honorable, admirable, and faithful servant. You have been faithful and trustworthy over a little. I will put you in charge of much. Enter into and share the joy, the delight, the blessedness, which your master enjoys." Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Josh and Leah, you have been faithful in this small amount and in investing in Living Hope Wesleyan Church. Many more responsibilities. I don't know if that means you're going to have triplets or twins next. Maybe you aren't going to have any children. Maybe that's prophetic. Who knows? But many more responsibilities. I am so excited and proud to say that you have been a part of Living Hope Wesleyan Church, that you've invested in us, that you've allowed God to use you to serve on the church board, to serve on the music team, to serve our youth and families and youth ministry, to get involved and to be an encouragement, to personally invest in my children, Michael and Jay. They've benefited from your faithfulness to God, and I say thank you for that. And as we continue at the end of this verse, it says, Let's celebrate together. Let's celebrate together what God has done, how He's used you, what He's done in your life, and what He is going to continue to do in you, but also Laura and Andrew and Benjamin. We're just blessed and fortunate that God would give us a real life example and testimony of this story, ones that had gifts that they, you, chose to use for him. And for the rest of us, let us remember to introduce ourselves, to intersect the culture, the congregation, the society, to invite them to be a part and engage them with real conversation, not just deep, spiritual, hard truth, which is important and has its time, but just let's be normal and have conversations about the New England Patriots beating the Buffalo Bills. Sorry, Brad Young. Or talking about what brings joy to us, our children. Granite, which I don't know much about, but Josh, you love rock. So, hey, I hope it goes well for you. But we can engage people knowing that God will overflow out of us as we love him. Love him and serve people. Love him and serve people. Adam, I'm going to put you on the spot Again, I'm going to ask you to uh, pray for the Mugfords as they move, and then I will dismiss us in prayer, praying for the congregation as we learn to live uh, with a loss, but as God knew about this, so he will uh, help and heal and move as he always does. But Josh, you or uh, Adam, I'm sorry, you've never met the Mugfords, but if you could just pray for them as they uh, move to Michigan, that'd be wonderful. Go ahead.
4: Okay father son and holy spirit thank you for the Mugfords. thank you for what they've been to this church and how you've used them and grown them and i pray you bless the trip to michigan and keep them safe on their way i pray that you would lead them in their destinies and all that you have for them to be and to and to know and i pray that they would always know the ever-presentness of your love in their lives
2: amen amen and jesus we do pray for us as we are sad we mourn the loss we love this family so much but we thank you god that you have a plan for us so may we learn from their example may we listen to your voice may we utilize all the gifts and talents you've given us even though it might not be as much as someone else we have still been created with a purpose and You have a plan for us, so may we seek your face and go after you. And as we walk towards you, may we reveal your truth to those you lead us by. May we rejoice with the things that make you rejoice. May we mourn with the things that make you mourn. May we have a heart full of empathy and compassion and love to reach the lost, that they might know your salvation, to know your healing and your freedom. Father, we thank you for this example of the Master trusting us with his investment. May we invest you into one another. We dare say we love you, Jesus. We thank you for loving us. And it's in your name we pray, amen.